We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaytoshaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. A couple of things before we set up this episode. Many years of hard work and coordination have led, finally, to the city's designation of the land at Lincoln Park that used to be City Cemetery, a city landmark. You learned all about City Cemetery in part one. We wanted to let you know about a discussion taking place online tomorrow, October 12th at 12.30 p.m. about the history of cemeteries at Lincoln Park. Check our link tree for more details and a link to sign up. Welcome to part two of our San Francisco Cemeteries series. We'll start off once again with Courtney Minnick of Here Lies a Story. Courtney will share an interesting tidbit related to the Mission Dolores Cemetery. Then we'll throw it over to Andy Galvan, the mission's curator. First up, here's Courtney. I was talking with a friend of mine who's an architecture professor, and she was like, oh, let me tell you about Mission Dolores. And she sent me this photo, which I sent to you. Yes. Which this whole thing is getting straight into like urban legend territory, but I don't care because it's That's not okay. hurting anybody. Yeah. So the parking lot behind Mission Dolores, um, she sent me a picture, which I sent to you, which is kind of like this roughly like coffin shaped crack. <laughs> In the pavement mm-hmm. and she said to me she told me that those um cracks appear frequently mm-hmm. in the concrete mm-hmm. and like every time there's an earthquake <laughs> and so it looks like i mean if you know and if you're if you are looking for shit to creep you out which i always am yeah right correct you can look at that and say like, ooh, what is that? Like, is it a coffin underground that's like kind of pushing up and cracking? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it the vengeful spirits of right. the people left behind? I kind of want it to be that. But I don't know. Maybe when you go to Mission Dolores, you can ask that For sure. If for they sure. know what that is. But I yeah. was going to say another through line with all of this is, oh, these pesky dead people. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, right? for sure. They, they always find a way. Up. I know, and they always find a way yeah. to make themselves known, right? And I think it's great it's that, like, a lot of times it's construction projects, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like in this city trying to build, 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 right? Yeah. And um, they're 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 still there, and they're gonna pop up, yeah, and make it a little inconvenient for you, right? Kind of remind you, no matter how you feel yeah. about construction, well, maybe there's you, something to yeah. Be well, said. they need to build. Them. I mean, I'm I'm all for that, but it just I don't know if I am. Dream. <laughs> well, that's a whole other. That's episode. a whole other. That's a whole other episode. Ball of wax. Um, but it's kind of like. I don't know. Like when I look at Legion of Honor and I think about the like European art and things that are here and like the ancient classical cultures, Mm -hmm. 
Um, they're sitting on a gold mine of archaeological information about our town mm-hmm. and about our people, mm-hmm. right? These are our foremothers and forefathers, mm-hmm. right? These are the people who built San Francisco. When they looked at the skeletons um, that came out in the 90s, they could tell that a lot of them were elderly people mm. who had lived really hard lives, right? right? You could see it on the skeletons, like wow. injuries, um, you disease. know, disease. Like yeah. that's a, it was a hard life, and right. it was really hard to create this city mm. out of what is it, forty-eight hills, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's like you know, these are like the dock workers and the mm-hmm. people who are like dynamiting for tunnels and mm-hmm. building the streets, laying the and rails, laying the rails, and all of this. And, and, and yeah. they're all here, right? And yet we have this temple to. Classical, European, European yeah. you know, and it's like we forgot about. We don't care about yeah. the the who's who's really most important to this city, which is the people who created it, right? Kind of, they've been kind of pushed away, pushed into a corner, right, Literally. to make way for this kind of. I was going to use the word elitist, and I'm not because okay. that word has been co-opted. But yeah. like, it's kind of like this fancy, you know. This museum built by a sugar baroness, right? It's classism. Yeah, I would say. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. But also it just, I think it's sad that we're not interested in that. Right. I, I, I want us to be interested in it. And so yeah. I guess for me, I'm happy when they make themselves known because totally. I, I, I want us to know about them. I want us to care. Mm-hmm. You know? They have stories. They have stories. Now we'll meet Andy Galvan curator at Old Mission Dolores. I'm Andy Galvin, Andrew Galvin. And what is your title here? I'm curator of the Old Mission. Okay, and that that does include the cemetery? Or? Yes, it includes the cemetery, okay. the museum, and on occasion when the pastor doesn't want to have to deal with it, the basilica. Oh, next door. Next door. The, I the, mean, there the isn't one. much that curate there right because that's the major parish function center right but if there's events or something about historical areas then that becomes my purview mm-hmm. well i think a good place to start might be how did you get involved here where did you grow up and how did you get involved okay. here well my background is history and and my history degree is in museum work so long ago that they even changed the name of the muse- the university. Oh. I went to Cal State Hayward. Now it's, oh, it's East, East Bay, Bay something or other, but we still call it Cal State Hayward. My wife is an alumni of there yeah. as well. So yeah. anyway, I was in the history and the museum department, and so I have an interest in museum work, and not very often once you get a degree do you actually get to work in that field. It's exceedingly rare. And so it happens. It's a long story till when I get here, but I have my own toy shop now. Oh. I have my own museum that Where I get to play that? in. Right here. Oh this. oh, this. Okay. This is my toy shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my ancestral background is Mission Dolores. Okay. Okay. Uh, my Ohlone and Bay Miwok ancestry is connected to this very room we're sitting in here, mm-hmm. the old mission, which was built between 1791 and 17. No, started in 1788 and finished in 1791. Okay. Three years to complete it. To complete the building that we're in right now. Complete the building that we're in now. Okay. Okay. This is our fourth building. 
Okay. The original buildings just kept falling down. Mm. And then they finally got a decent Filipino contractor hmm. who told them, this is how you build in earthquake country. <laughs> right. Because we, we had a priest who had been a missionary in the Philippines for 10 years. He got shipped to San Francisco, and he's the man that said, do it this way. Okay. And the engineering has to do with our rock foundation mm -hmm. so that we literally rock during an earthquake. The okay. adobe is sitting on rocks. Bedrock. No, rocks. No, ro stones. Rocks. Stones. Oh, a stone okay. foundation okay. that the, the building rocks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've been retrofitted now, so we're a little bit more secure. But we documented, we have written out 12 earthquakes before retrofit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And since we've been retrofitted, we haven't had any earthquakes, so we okay. don't know for sure I'm, yet. I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. <laughs> so my so. family entered this building in 1794, and we've stayed connected to this building. And then my ancestors also moved across the bay to Mission San Jose in Fremont, and I have great connections there too. Okay. I actually, my home parish is still St. Joseph's Mission San Jose in Fremont. Okay, you you grew I up in, in the, the East Bay. Yes, or? I live and grew up in the East Bay. Okay, but I'm one of those people that I spend a lot of time here in San Francisco. Right. What was it that drew you here? Was it that ancestry, or did you already know that when you came here to work? I knew that in a lot of the things I was doing. But it happened that there was one particular priest here, Monsignor John J. O'Connor, in 1985. They were beginning a retrofit program, and he wanted to revamp a docent program. And so he was at a gathering of clergy, and one of my priest friends was there and said, oh, you need to talk to Andy Galvin. And so it was that connection that put me in contact with Father O'Connor, who then got me established here, and then I was hired in 2003, and the rest is history as far as, now they're trying to figure out how do we get rid of him. Because that's, <laughs> and I, I, I own that because I say that a lot of these museum type places, somebody gets in, they build their own kingdom, and they didn't, then they do not know when it's time to go. It's almost like they become a relic. Yes. And when <laughs> you find included. yourself shuffling or going, oh, I'm too tired to do that, where are the young people? And then you start saying, yeah, it's time to start thinking about moving on. Okay. But yeah. for now, you're here. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere and yet. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. So can you speak to the history of, we've talked a little bit about the history of this actual mission yes. building. Um, the, the graveyard, that's why we're here. Yes. That's why I'm here. Yes. Um, and so what is, you know, how, how long has it existed? This who cemetery, who was, yeah. is buried there? This cemetery was laid out simultaneously or even pre-dedication of the church building. So this cemetery plot lay, dates back to the 1780s. Okay. So much so that the first burial inside the church building itself, Mr. Moraga up front. Oh. When Moraga dies, this building isn't built and he's buried outside in the cemetery. Okay. When the building is completed, because Moraga is the guy who led all the settlers, the invaders, interlopers as I call them, colonists, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. north, so they moved his body inside the church. Okay. So his burial. He so was he, considered. He dies, important. In, I believe it says he dies in 1785 and then in 1795, 1791. His body is relocated Moved into, the, into the building. Yeah. And this is the Moraga. Um, you've already yeah. kind of discussed his infamy. Lieutenant Moraga. 
and perhaps who the street is named yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, okay. So of okay. Course, yeah. Maybe street names will come up a little bit oh, more but uh, in this you, conversation. You, but. you go through the cemetery and you'll find 50 of our street names on the 200 okay. stones that's still there. Do you want to drop a couple of others Church, while we're at it? Church Street, Ellis well. Street, Sanchez Street. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we have? Burnell, Tamferan. Oh. Um, who else is out there? McCallister? I don't know if McAllister, yeah, you're getting too Irish now. No, sorry. <laughs> think to the Spanish period for a yeah. little bit. Alamany, no, Alamany's not buried here. Mm -hmm. But we can, when we walk out there, maybe we can go through the names. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Noriega. No. No? No. no. Okay. Noe, Sanchez. There we go. Yeah. Sanchez for who Sanchez Adobe and Pacifica. Mm -hmm. And the Noe family plot is here in the back of the church building. Okay, so, so the graveyard here was originally set up was it for the um, missionaries, the, I'm going to call them colonists? Well, it was, set up, it was set up for any Catholic who died here at the mission. Okay. And it was anticipated that there was going to be Catholic Indians. Mm. Now, the problem in San Francisco, we are one of the early missions, number six. So we have a high mortality rate mm -hmm. than some of the later missions. Mm -hmm. So we have recorded almost 6,000 native burials wow. during the mission period, which okay. is 1776 to 1834. So in that 65-year period, there's uh, close to 6,000. 6, okay. And then we have other people over the, until about 1920, the cemetery was in use. And were those only native folks, who, like you said, who, who did get baptized? or? Yeah, the requirement to be buried into a Catholic cemetery up until about maybe 50 years ago with Vatican II, you had to be Catholic. Okay. So Sometimes exceptions were made. Mm -hmm. If one of the spouses was Catholic and the other wasn't, mm -hmm. then they you could be buried in a Catholic cemetery as there was a prohibition. Even if you were Catholic, but you were, had committed suicide, you couldn't be buried in a Catholic cemetery. Rules. Rules. Guidelines. are very big on rules. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm wondering... Because these folks were, these, these native folks were baptized, I'm wondering if there's records, if there's names, dates. That's how we have the count, Oma. Okay. We have every burial is recorded. Okay. Yeah, we have a ledger that documents every single name. And what about markers? The markers were there, but they were wooden. Okay. And over a 200-year period, they're no longer there. Yeah. That was specifically, maybe was that something that was done specifically for the native people who converted or, you know, cause I'm thinking, uh, you know, if you were like a military member of the Spanish regiment yeah. or, or if you're a missionary, maybe you got a nicer headstone or some sort of marker. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, just the wooden markers were standard, you know, cemetery issue mm. as it were. Mm -hmm. But now when you go out there, we have about 200 tombstones okay. and many of them do not actually represent who's down below. Okay, and why Because is that? our cemetery until the 1920s went all the way to Church Street behind us. Actually, okay. it went across Church Street. Okay. And as over time, the land was sold or was given over, repurposed so that we could build the priest house, our elementary school, the auditorium, the gymnasium, the office building on the corner of Chula Lane, mm -hmm. the schoolyard, the parking lot, mm -hmm. the burials, well, they're still there. Mm-hmm. They're Under. just San Francisco tradition like Riceroni. <laughs> we build on top of our cemeteries. Yes. And so they're mostly still there. Okay. Accounted for? 
In well, your we have a plot. We have a plot map. Yeah. That we we know. It was just like two days ago, three days ago. I had an email from a gentleman looking for his ancestor. He wanted mm -hmm. to know where in the cemetery is my ancestor mm -hmm. buried. Mm -hmm. And so our archivist was able to research, and she emailed back. We found whoever the gentleman's name was, and he was he died on such and such a date. Mm -hmm. And he's buried in section number six, plot GC or something like that. And she says, and that happens to be underneath the office building today, but it says on June such and such, 19 something or rather, the burial was relocated to Colma. Okay. But we don't know where in Colma. Was right. it the Catholic cemetery or was it some other cemetery? Because right. all of Colma is cemeteries. Right. So at least we were able to email back to the researcher, the family person doing his or her genealogy. He ain't here no more, but he was here for a while, but he has flown the coop. We at least know he's in Colma. Yeah. So this is interesting to me um, because, I, like I said, I was out at Lincoln Park, and that's going to be part of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, is that my understanding of the history is that a lot of the folks, we, they don't have records for yeah, yeah. the poor, the poorer yeah. people, the indigent, the worker, working yeah. class. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting for me trying to understand colonialism and the forced conversions that we're talking about. It's interesting that the records were kept. Yeah. Well, the missionaries were very good record keepers. They didn't have much else to do in the evenings, and there wasn't any internet. <laughs> so they were fantastic. That was a good thing. And it's, fan it's wonderful that they kept such good records because we are able to trace our genealogies. A lot of times people will email me and say, can you look up my ancestor who died during the gold rush? Mm -hmm. And I'll go, there's no Not records. Either, but if you have somebody in the 1820s, I can give you the date of their birth. I can give you the date of their baptism. I probably could tell you when they made the first confession, communion. I can tell you when they were confirmed and who confirmed them. I can tell you when they got married, who the bride was, who the uh, witnesses of the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you when the funeral was. I can tell you who their children were. Yep. But Amazing. if you're not Indian, we don't have those records. Right. That's and that's fantastic. Yeah. That is. That's great. Uh, that brings up a question for me, which was, which is, when was the last known burial here? In the 1920s. 1920s. In the cemetery here in the 1920s. Okay. Yes. And who would that have been? I don't know. We don't I mean, know. I, don't know. Well, I mean, I could find it, but I don't yeah. know what offhand. Was the reason to end that program run out of room or what? Yeah, it was. That was it. It was filled. Just, yeah. Pra very practical. Very practical. It's <laughs> yeah. full. There's no more room. Yeah. So yeah. 1920. So about a hundred years ago. Oh yeah, about a hundred yeah. years ago. And the building itself is about 250 or so. 200. Well, we're close to 1776. We were founded, so that's 240. I'm coming up on 250. Yeah, we're coming up on 250. Okay. But the building is only seven. But the cemetery dates. The layout of the cemetery is 1782, I think. Andy took me on a walking tour of the Mission Dolores Cemetery, where we encountered the graves of so many legendary San Franciscans. Let's look at some graves. Well, I was just going to say Sanchez is all down here. Here's Mr. Sanchez. I think he's right back there. Is that Sanchez? That says Sanchez. Sanchez. Yeah. Fra Francisco? Yeah. Yeah. And he's the one for Sanchez Adobe at Pacifica. Over here are Charles Cora. 
and Bell Ryan. They're part of the famous Vigilante Times. It's hard to read the tombstone, but they've moved around. When Charles is buried here, okay, this is a notorious story. Bell was the town madam, Bell Ryan. She ran Maiden Lane. Okay. Okay. Charles was an Italian gambler who had a gun shooting uh, with the duel. duel with the sheriff, Richardson. Oh. And uh, so it ends up, first he's tried for the murder of the sheriff, but Bell works it out that the 12-man jury kind of says, but he was only defending the integrity of his date. And so because Bella told him she would cut them off from her girls if they didn't vote in favor of her boy. So then when James Casey is up for the murder of Sullivan, I think it's Sullivan. Casey was the Irish politician who ran for supervisor and was accused of stuffing the ballot boxes. Um, when they're hanging him, the vigilantes decided that we should have hung him in the first place. So they go and they rearrest him and they hang him. But first, Bell goes and appeals to Archbishop Alamany because she was a benefactor of the church, benefactress, mm -hmm. and she thought maybe the archbishop might be able to do something. And the archbishop said, Bell, I can't do anything. So Charles is sitting in the jail cell and he's told Bell's coming here and she's bringing a priest with her. So Charles maybe is getting the idea, well, they're gonna get me out. No. Last rites. Bell walks in and says, Charles, the archbishop is very sorry he can't do anything, but he sent this priest so you and I can get married before they hang you, so I'm a proper widow lady after you're gone. And this is Charles Cora. 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 And Bell Ryan. It's one of They're the both here. They're both here. Now, Charles is buried here when 1856. When Bell dies, there's no more room in this area, so she's buried over at, is it Calvary that's on Gary and Miss Gary? Was. Was, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then they dig up Charles and take him over there. Then when they're digging that cemetery up, they bring the marker and both of them back over here. Oh, that's so nice. So Bella ended, did it up here. That's they great. They ended up both over here together. That's a great I know. Fi final one. story. It's another story, yeah. yeah. It's another story. So who else do we have out here? And I should just uh, say, you give these tours as part of your work, oh, correct? Yeah, you did I, one today. I did one today. Yeah. And uh, Friday and Saturday, of the weekend before Halloween and Friday and Saturday of the weekend after Halloween. You'll have to look up the dates. I don't have them memorized. Okay. We're doing flashlight tours. Oh, great. Seven o'clock. Thank you for mentioning that because what can we tell our listeners about visiting here? Bring a flashlight, mm -hmm. meet out front at 6.30. Well, we'll open the doors at 6.30. I'll give you a quick tour of the mission. But on those nights, we'll come out and do some cemetery visiting. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. What is this structure that we're coming up we're on? We're coming up on a Tule Reed house, which is my way of trying to demonstrate the Ohlone world to visitors here. And it's also a little bit of a get back. You know, today, most cultures here in California are building houses on top of our old ancient cemeteries. So I built an Ohlone house on top of a invader cemetery. Very clever. Yeah, we have, the revenge is good. Revenge feels good. This is beautiful. Yes, yes, and it's kind of a little old, but we have to redo it. But it still serves the purpose of. And I'm history. seeing that Tule the Reed. the Tuli Reed was a once abundant local marsh plant. Yeah. So yeah, down in the, in the bay. In the bay, in yeah. the marshlands. So over here we have over here comes. Well, this is a grave marker to my ancestors. Oh. Jock Bachme, and Poilemja. 
Now, Jock Bachmey is born at Halkeen, which is modern-day Hayward. Okay. Poilemja is born at Saklon, which is modern-day Rossmore or Walnut Creek, California. When she's baptized here in 1802, they change her name to Obelinda, or Linda. When he's baptized here in 1794, they change his name to Faustino, or Tina, okay? They're married, oh, and then she's died and is buried here in 1807. He dies and is buried here in 1804. Wow. So, and all these dates are in the mission records. Do we, and do, do you know offhand when, when they were married? We know that, but the guy who was making this marker texted me at one point and says, that's too many words, cut back on the information. Because I was trying to put it all, he says, no, I'm just going to put wife of and husband because I, you know, no, he that's was. Good. I'll get a picture of this as well. It's all hand, hand. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. He said the hardest letter was the A. Hmm. Yeah, that little cross in the middle, yeah, just maybe. Made, he says it gave a whole new meaning to the term F and A. When he was hand chiseling that. Wow. Over here we have the Bernals, mm -hmm. and we have the Tamferans. Uh, oh, this is a good one here. This is a lesson in San Francisco cemetery art. This man died while fighting a fire. Okay. Okay. So in San Francisco cemetery monument regulations, if you were a firefighter, and you died fighting a fire, you can have the hook and ladder on your marker. There it is. Okay. If you were just a volunteer fire person and you died, but you didn't die fighting a fire, you could only get fire person's hats. Oh, <laughs> there they are. So, I mean, they're, they're, and I think these are still in the books, but this is uh, James Casey who died by hanging. He was oh, from, he was the city supervisor. From the story back yeah, from there, the story from back the, there the Charles Cora. Cora story. Yeah, yeah, okay. But this man... Thomas. Thomas. Thomas Muir. Thomas Muir. There you go. It is hard to read. Yeah, I'll get pictures of these. After a while. So, this is a recent statue that our pastor put in. Mm -hmm. As you can see, we've had breakage over the years. We had vandalism oh, back around... What year was it? 1994, 95, one night, a bunch of people came in and they broke about 18 tombstones, just knocked them down. That's why we have the barbed wire fence put in now. Ah, I mean, you smart. know, yeah. it's sad. It's it sad. is, but yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, so here's, uh, well, that's a Burns, John Dunn. This one is Tamperan right there. There's Daharo. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he was a priest? He was a Calde. Okay. Okay. And then over here we have uh, Arguello, the first commandant at the Presidio. Don Luis Antonio Arguello. Okay. And his daughter was Doña Concepcion. And that's the love story with her and Count Nicky from Russia. Okay. Do you want to tell us? If you want. Commandant's daughter... Russian embassy, embassy, trying to make a trade deal with the commandant. So he figures, if I marry the girl, we'll get the deal made. But the guy has to go back and get permission to become a Catholic because he was Russian Orthodox and she was Catholic. On the way back to Sitka, um, he's in Alaska or something, he falls off his horse and dies. She never gets word. 
And so for years, she is waiting and waiting and waiting to finally one night, there's some gathering at the Presidio and some guys come and they tell the story that, well, we know with this guy and he died and we never heard what happened to the lady, if she ever got word, whatever happened. And the story is she was there in the crowd and she stepped out of the crowd and simply said, she died too. And then she entered the Dominican sisters up in Benicia and became a nun. Wow. <laughs> That's one hell of a story. That's great. Yeah. And sorry, remind me what this, this is. A, he was the first governor up here. Okay. His daughter was Doña Concepcion. Yeah. This is the story of his daughter. Okay. Wow. So there's all kinds of stories like that. Actually. Yeah. Is there any, any more? Well, let's see. Up here. These people, there was a disastrous fire in the harbor here. Seeing something the, about Les Enfants. Yeah. And these were some people that died on the fire. Maybe French? French. The Jenny Lynn down here is the boat. And they, they uh, died or perished on the boat. And then okay. over here is Mary Church, Church Street. And see, there's Church Mary Street. Church Ellis. Yes. And so Ellis Street. So there's Street, two, Church, two, streets two streets right, right there. there. So, yeah, we've had Church Street, Ellis Street. What did we see? We must have a DeHaro Street in San Francisco. <laughs> I think we do. So they're all out here. That's a wrap for part two. Mission Dolores Cemetery might come up in the next two episodes, but they'll largely be about the big four cemeteries, as well as the burial grounds for both humans and their pets located in the Presidio. Join us next Tuesday for the third podcast in this series. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 190 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.